Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I am all in. I am all in with Scott Patterson, an iHeartRadio podcast. All right, everybody, we've got a very special guest this week. Her name is Carla McCluskey. She was the assistant director and unit production manager on the Gilmore Girls. Uh, she was born in Madison, Wisconsin, um, and she was assistant director for 27 episodes, and she was unit production manager from 2005-2006. She gained an immense amount of experience working in Hollywood and film and television. She's the mother to Brighton and Caitlin, a writer, a stroke survivor. She released a book, Grandma Told Me So, Lessons in Life and Love in 2007. She's also well known for her assistant directing in The Closer, Pretty Handsome, Allie McBeal, Babylon 5, If These Walls Could Talk, Color of Night, Jurassic Park, and much more. Ladies and gentlemen, Carla McCluskey. Carla, how are you doing? 
episode, Scott, too, that I solemnly swear, and shortly thereafter had a stroke during hiatus, so I was sidelined for a while. Oh, my goodness. You, you directed a, uh, a Gilmore episode. Yeah. It was mainly um, Alexis and Paris. I mean, and um, I was, it was Rory and Paris kind of episode fencing. Okay. Well, now that you mention it, it, it is coming back to me a little bit that you did that you did direct an episode. How interesting! Wow. Um, so, tell us about um, what is it to be an assistant director? What are the job? What kind of jobs did you have on set? What did you have to do? Hard, hard. It's probably the hardest job. If in the if you everyone admits that, it's just you're responsible for everything. I mean, wardrobe's responsible for wardrobe, and sound is responsible for sound. And the assistant director is responsible for everything. And so you're trying to coordinate everything. You schedule the show. You decide what shot when. You have to have a time frame down so people know, like, you know, how long this is going to take, how long that's going to take. And, um, you know, it's very different on TV. A director doesn't have as much power as on a feature. Well, on Gilmore Girls, it's Amy. (laughs) We all know that. Mm -hmm. Amy does everything. But, um, yeah, you're just, you know, you're the one you know, you mainly just hear you go rolling and cut, you know, but, but there's so much more. And, you know, as a, you're usually like the first one there and the last one to leave, that's more in the second category, but as a first assistant, you just have, you know, more responsibilities. Mm-hmm. So what did you think of each character's uh, trajectory on the show? Who, who, who are you, who, who did you particularly notice uh, change uh in terms of well, their- I started with you guys, I did the first show. So right. I saw, you know, the younger cast, Alexis and was Dean, you know, I mean, um, Jared. And I mean, the young people I just saw completely mature as not just actors, but as people, you know, so that was quite amazing. And I know in the whole Dean, Jess, Matt, wait what's his real name logan thing Mm -hmm. there's always you know dean isn't always the most popular but i just rewatched an episode they asked me about and you know he was he was just charming i mean it was so wonderful to start with everybody when you start with the show first of all you guys are with me you know you bring someone new in sometimes the the actors the cast is like yeah what's this but I always knew that you knew me and I knew you. And if I said something, you know, we had a wonderful rapport and it was great to, to do that. So, um, I mean, you, and of course, Lauren, I mean, so many are just so such professionals right away. So, you know, I didn't, um, as, as actors, you know, didn't see a huge change because you're always good. Um, and as people, you're mature adults, so there wasn't such a change then either. But I, I'm not sure if that's the question that you're asking, or if you the the the, the whole arc of the character, or is that? No, no, that's fine. To? No, I, that's great. Um, um, so listen, we had pretty intense discussions uh, in our last episode about all the relationships, especially uh, Luke and Lorelai's. I mean, did you see the connection between uh, those two characters right away? Did you notice it? Yes, I definitely did. I mean, there was a chemistry there. You know, there was definitely chemistry. And it was just, you know, rewatching, you know, because I haven't really watched the show. It's sort of embarrassing because I do the, all the fan festivals and the fans can recite every script by heart. You know, it's like amazing. <laughs> And they ask me a question about something. And I'm like, you know, this is 20 years ago or whatever. And it's sort of like, and I haven't 
I don't rewatch them really. And rewatching, I'm going to rewatch them. I mean, I watched one last night and I'm like, this is so good. I mean, everything about it was so good. And and I just loved it. And I can see why people love it so much. And I mean, I always loved the show. I came in and they show, you know, and asked, and I said, well, could I see the show? And they had the pilot episode and I'm like, oh, this is good. And every single time, no matter when I got the script, I'm going to be walking on the set or something. It was great. The scripts were always, and that does not happen a lot. When you're proud of something that you're doing, I'll work those 18 hours or 20 hours or whatever, because it's, it's, it's wonderful. I mean, it's just, it's so good. And it's certainly, I can see why it's the huge hit that it is now it, and it, should have been from the beginning. It's, it spoiled me. That show spoiled me because I went on to do other shows and it just, you know, they were good and great writing staffs and all that, but it was just, it was different. You know, it was different. It, it, it was. I, I'll be honest about it. I've done a lot of shows and everything and this one was top notch yeah. and, um, and some other ones were, were good, but you know, right. it just not even nearly close. <laughs> anyway, thank God it was such a positive experience. So let me ask you this. Do you think that Luke should have spoken up earlier to Lorelai professing his love to her in your opinion? Mm -hmm. No, I don't. And did Luke know it from the beginning? I don't know. No, I think it, I mean, this, that whole storyline, I, I think it was wonderful. I mean, I, I, the whole series would have been condensed much more quickly. I think, I think it was important to go through all the mm -hmm. different things and have her have other relationships and have this friendship. After all, what does a good relationship, what is it based on? It's based on a friendship. You know, I'm best friends with my husband of 45 years, you know, it's just like, and we're still mad in love. So I think that's a real good start. And that's the basis. And I don't, you know, I don't think it would have been, I liked how it was done. Right. Very much. Right. what do you think of Max? Max Medina. Now you're going to be testing me on some of this. <laughs> I liked, I liked the actor. And oh no. Without question. Without a great guy. No, Max was fine. I'm, I'm not remembering every storyline. Right. Literally. But, you know, it was, I, I can't think of someone I went, well, where's, why'd they go there? Right. You know, that just wasn't Amy for one thing. Right. You know, it, 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 there was, you know, it played the way it was supposed to play. How about Rory and Dean? What'd you think of that whole arc? I loved Rory and Dean. Yeah. I loved Rory and Jess. I loved Rory and Max. <laughs> I just loved y'all. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It was just so sweet. I mean, those were the sweet years. It was so, so, so nice. Right. And they've all gone on to such success. I mean, it's just fabulous to see, you know. Mm -hmm. Great really launching great. pad for those guys, you know, and girls. Mm -hmm. um, what about Emily and, and Lorelai? What about that dynamic? What do you remember about that? That's fabulous. Yeah. I mean, two pros, two. Yeah. I mean, they're just so great and such lovely people. And the episode that I did watch that they mentioned to me, the people that are doing this, um, you know, is a lot about their relationship. And, and to see that it was Rory's dance. I don't know what we're supposed to, but anyway, that's what I was asked to watch. So I did watch that. And to see, you know, this, they're held this conflict, conflict, conflict. But then to actually see in that particular episode, episode the love the love that when she, when Lorelai's sleeping and then Emily like, you know, puts her hair mm -hmm. back. You just see that she's seeing her as this little girl right. that she just. Loves. Yeah. She even says, thank you, mommy. 
Thank you, mommy. Because yeah, she was half yeah. asleep. No, it's really, and, and, and of course, I mean, in any family, in most families, I know in my family, there was a lot of discord and very different. They were very different. And so, um, you know, you, you get it. It is, it is rather amazing that Emily thinks that she can walk into Lorelai's house and give her what for and give her that level of disrespect. I mean, it just is amazing. And I was so glad that she kicked her out of her house. Like, yeah. get out of my house. You don't think this is a life. It's not good enough for you. Leave. Yeah. Really proud no, of her. That, that's so true. That's not an exaggeration. No. There, there are mothers, and hopefully my girls will say I'm not like that at <laughs> all. I know they would. But there are mothers like that. I mean, I think they're like evil. I, some of the stories I hear, I'm like, oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when one person said they brought their, they were estranged and they bought their young daughter to finally meet this wicked mother. And the mother says, oh, she's so pretty. She must take after her father. I mean, it's just like this classic, even worse than Emily's scenarios. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a, what a, what a complicated character. Uh, and what a, what a complicated relationship that is. My God. It's like, they just hate each other. They just absolutely hate each other, but they, they need each other. Hmm? They do uh, underneath it, they really don't. No, they don't. And they still have that. You know, there is this love connection, even with the hatred or the mm-hmm. complete just mm-hmm. on both sides, you know? Let me ask you this. How important did you think the char- characters like Suki, Michelle, Lane, Miss Patty, Kirk uh, are to the, oh, to the show? Oh, yeah. Fabulous. They, I think they were just so important, each one. And, and, and the I actually... I've written two books, and the, my first book has a lot about memories. I come from Stars Hollow, basically. That's where I grew up. Lodi, Wisconsin, he said Madison, but it's a little town outside of Madison. And I had the craziest characters, and, you know, writing about all of the Trudy at the bakery. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's so important. Each one of those characters was so well-defined and unique and wonderful. You just love them. They're so great. And to, and to be... Um, Oh my gosh, I'm blanking on his name. Who uh, oh, was right there? Who played a, a bunch of different characters? He's mm-hmm. so he was the crazy guy, like the cable guy, and he was. Oh, he had the, Sean, Sean Gunn. Yes, Sean Gunn. <laughs> I mean, he played a variety of those characters, yeah. but I mean, they're just such such amazing. You know, I, I I think they're so wonderfully. I mean, that's the whole secret to having a great show is you have all these characters mm-hmm. that are so complete and unique and you, you know, it's not like now, so who would that? I mean, you know what, you, you know what it. really hit, hit me last night watching the episode was what a scene stealer that uh, Melissa McCarthy is when she comes wow. on screen. It's like, wonderful. you can't watch anybody else. It's just hysterical. I mean, what Listen. a star quality she has. And it was apparent right away. And the comedy bits she's doing are not easily done when she sprays no. herself in the eyes and her, I mean, <laughs> delivering the, 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 the dialogue that way and doing the physicality of it and then coming back out and having a conversation with it, those two. You're never going like, oh, come on. Right, you right. She's the wrong way for Emily and the wrong way for right, Lorelai. Right. You know, it's just like, oh my God. Oh. And she's so, so hysterical. Just just every time she's on screen, lover. Love yeah, you know, she just takes. She runs away with the scene. She's uh, the most talented person. Good God.
Shout out to AstroPro for sponsoring this episode and providing free samples. It's springtime, and that means allergies. Mine have been throwing me off, and I need something that works fast. That's where AstroPro comes in. It's the first of its kind nasal allergy spray, and it is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter spray you can get. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Plus, it is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. AstroPro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. So if you suffer from allergies like I do, get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with AstroPro. Go to AstroProAllergy.com for a discount so you can AstroPro and go today. Visit A-S-T-E-P-R-O-Allergy.com. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Ah, summer, the best time of the year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices, and vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts. But what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag? What if there's another way? With IKEA, your plants can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really, any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. So you were assistant director from the beginning and uh, the early years, uh, obviously. Did you have any idea when you started out how important the show would become 
to so many people around the world. I totally believe in the show. I thought it'd be a huge hit right away. So I'm not at all surprised. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. I, I felt so, the same way when I read the pilot. I thought this is, I'll never get this. This is going to be a big show. Um, or at least for, for that network, it's going to be big. But uh, I predicted five years. I was wrong by two. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it would have kept going, you know. I did, Oh, they're, boy, they're, yeah. Yeah, we can talk about that. But <laughs> no, no, no. I think we better. Talk yeah. About it. Uh, I was, it was interesting, too, because I was there, like lived there. It was my life. And then after I had the stroke, I mean, I directed then. I was envisioning that I would keep directing. And then I had the stroke. And so I was. But they kept. They were such a wonderful show for me. Amy mm-hmm. just was amazing. And everybody. And um, so they even when I couldn't work. I mean, it was a big one. Um, they had me because a lot of people would come on and, and to break down these shows, they were very complicated and they would ask me to do it while I was home. And then when I actually could work, then they brought me back as the production manager, which is a very difficult job and lots of stuff, but you don't have to be on the set all the time, which was difficult for me at that time. Mm-hmm. And so they really let me, I mean, it, it was, they supported me throughout, which I will always, always be grateful yeah. for. And then I had, my mother had, you know, became ill. And so then I ultimately had to leave and I got this great job as an executive at Sony. So I went for that and went to Madrid. But other than that, I, I love the show. And I sent Caitlin down there so she um, could report back. And <laughs> <laughs> George. <laughs> um, what are the really juicy behind the scenes stuff that you can tell us? talk about if you would be so bold (laughs) i don't do that (laughs) you have a specific thing and it would only be positive i mean that last night's episode i remember sometime i mean we just laughed so much we were so sleep deprived and there was and i don't remember i think it might have been that episode because i just remember because lorelei lauren was on the floor so when that dress came down and hit her and caused the back problem i thought oh maybe that was it because we were in the living room and i just remember we just were all just cracking up you know like as an actor when you can't get the you're like oh my god i broke i'm just like sorry i can't but we weren't filming and we couldn't even like roll the camera we couldn't do anything lauren couldn't do anything and it was it was probably like four o'clock in the morning or something but just the laughter and the camaraderie and we would go out after Friday, on Friday nights, you know, we'd either be in the camera truck or else we'd go out with Amy and Dan and, and especially in the beginning and just have a blast. And our rap parties and one rap party, I think I got a little tipsy and I was sort of embarrassed. Like I thought, Oh my God. And I went the next day and I apologized to Amy. I said, I'm so sorry. She's, Oh my God, I love you all the more for that. (laughs) And then when I was directing Dorothy Parker productions, drank here, (laughs) Dorothy Parker drank here productions. Yeah, there you go. And when I was directing, I was so exhausted because you really had to be like, how am I shooting this? Blah, 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 blah. And I live in Malibu. So that's like another two hour drive or hour drive or whatever. So I actually stayed in somebody's dressing room. I don't know. It was a nice one. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so one of the nights a guard came and said, well, I just saw this light. What's this, what's going on? I said, Oh, oh I, I'm just here. Don't worry. And, um, and Amy came to me and says, honey, you can't sleep in the dressing rooms. <laughs> Why? So I didn't do that anymore. Why? Liability issue for the studio? Yeah, liability. Yeah, okay. Like if there was an earthquake or some something, oh, nobody right. knows you're there. I said, "Well, I'll tell them I'm here. You know, right. just get me if there's a problem." Yeah, they, you know, they get you a car. They'll get you home. 
right? Everybody, uh, speaking of sleeping, I couldn't do it, but lunch hour, everybody had a spot and they all took him and were sound asleep. Mm-hmm. I remember Lance and everybody was like, oh, they're snoring away here, you know, because you're just utterly exhausted. God, that show was a grind. What a grind. Wow. Did you, did you find, did you like the days that we would shoot the town hall meetings because it was just the one location? Were those easier well, days on you? Nothing was easy. I mean, and, and all the actors are there. I mean, they're hysterical. I mean, you get, um, um, oh my God, Babette and Mrs. Patty. Mm-hmm. I know, I know. I'm mm-hmm. blanking on the name. Um, come on, Amy, tell me who am I talking Sally about? Sally was Babette. Sally and um, Miss Patty, Liz Torres. Sally and Liz together. Oh, I mean, the set just, mm-hmm. I, I'm like, I'm losing control here. I mean, they're all <laughs> and, and And it was also often really hot in there because yeah, yeah. it gets hot in the valley and we had to be yeah. tented in because it's a night scene. And so we're all like dripping wet. Right. And and it was a lot of work. Any of those. I personally preferred, you know, two people in a room. That was my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> but when you have all of that going on, it's a huge deal for an AD or for lots of the production staff. Right. It's a big, big, big thing when you have so many actors and extras and coordinating everything. You know, it's a, it was work. So when you were directing, what were the most difficult scenes for you to direct? You know, it really came naturally because, you know, I've been doing the show for so long. I'm like, hey, and I knew the style and I knew, you know, so... It wasn't really difficult. Mm-hmm. It was, I felt bad because when my last day, I remember, um, oh, help me again, Paris is the wonderful actress. Liza thing. Wheel. Liza. Okay, so Liza, it was, it was a big fencing scene with everybody, stunts and fencing and all this other stuff. And Liza gets the script the day before and she, the next day's work, which I didn't schedule, the next day D scheduled, had her with these like, 10 page monologues or I mean something, I mean, not 10 pages, but a huge monologue. So she's like, Oh my God, I have to memorize all this. And I'm in the middle of fencing. And, you know, so I felt bad for them, but, um, I loved it. It, it worked out fine. There was one time I remember, and I don't know which part, but it was like four o'clock in the morning. And I think I turned to Michael, the, the, um, DP and I'm like, you gotta help me here. I don't know if I can even remember my name right now. <laughs> Michael Price. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. But I did. It was fun there because I I, I really modeled like there, I don't know if you've seen that episode, but you should bring me back when that episode on because I did all the president's men when the deep throat scene, mm-hmm. when there's a, a scene that's I shot it, scene shot for shot as the scene in the in the parking lot with the anyway. Not important, but love it, Carla. We want to have you on all the time. Your stories are awesome. Yeah, great stories. Keep keep them coming. Keep them coming. Uh-huh. Still want to know if Carla is Team Logan, Jess, or Dean. Carla is Team All. I love uh-huh. them all. I mean, how can you not love them all? I mean, Milo. Jared. I mean, they're all, you know, I probably worked the most with them, but I did do stuff with uh, Matt, such a great guy. I mean, they were all just the sweetest people besides being, you know, the sweetest characters or best characters or, you know, it's just, and I also worked on, we were going to do a spinoff. 
sort of with Milo. And so I did that too with skateboarding and a lot of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, they're just all the best. With Rob Estes. Yeah. Yeah. They, they shot the pilot down there in Venice, Venice beach. Yeah. 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 Um, so we had uh, George Bell on recently and uh, you know, it leads to the question, how did your daughter get into actually becoming or even a part-time dialogue coach? Well, I brought you, you both of your dialogue coaches because as you know, everybody's getting fired. I mean, we went through more crew than you can imagine. <laughs> the art department's gone. Okay. There's, you know, everybody was fired. And so we needed one. And I have worked, my husband knew George, like when they were like 17, you know, they, um, my husband went to Juilliard for acting, but before he went to Juilliard, he went to Northridge where he met George. And George is our lifelong, like best friend. And I got him, he worked with me on Hook and he was a great, he did, I said, I need somebody for these Lost Boys, George. And so I really started him on his dialogue coaching Mm -hmm. journey, which actually was really on Gilmore Girls. But George, everybody loves George. It's everybody in my whole life. Everybody loves George. He's in my book, actually. And I said, talking about relationships with friends. And I'm like, George Bell, (laughs) and I I wrote about him. But um, so I'm thinking like, Okay, I the, the, everybody was at Woodstands. Who can we bring in? And I'm like, I gotta have the perfect man. I have the perfect person, you know, to have. And um, and so we got George, and everybody loved him, you know, and he was the best. And it was great. And then George was just overwhelmed, especially he was gonna quit like the first night. He goes, Oh my god, because I wasn't there on the set, and it was just horrible. <laughs> but but it all worked out. But um. So then later on in, I don't know what season, but one of the later seasons, he says, I just can't do this. This is all the time. You know, I have to have a break. And so he wanted someone to fill in and came to me and I was a production manager at the time. And I was just talking at home and everything. And I said, I have to think of somebody. And, and Caitlin said, I can do that. She was actually going to USC. She graduated from USC. And she says, I could do that. And I'm like, honey, they're going to eat you up and spit you out because <laughs> no likes to be said uh you missed the the in the last you know whatever you know the minutia that you have to be on top of and it's not an easy show for a new person to come on they'll be eaten up by everybody including amy and i said honey i don't think so she's no no i know i can do it and i'm like okay and she did she did a great job the cast all loved her everybody loved her and was fine Mm -hmm. yeah she did great um and we got i mean we really needed her and we really needed george and, uh, you know, he, he made the days shorter. He made the work better. Um, and he took off a lot of stress on that set because before he came along, you remember what it was like. It was, boy, oof. a lot of people going up on their lines. You know, everybody was pretty much going up on their lines, like more and often. Possible job for a script supervisor, which is all we had. Mm-hmm. And it was Cheryl Starbuck, I think, was the first Right, one. yes. A lot of sub script supervisors. Oh my oh, goodness. Yeah. Every time, like I'd have to fire a lot of the people when I became production manager. And I said, you know, I don't want you to take this personally. It's nothing to do with you. You know, it's just, this is just, you know, a thing. But anyway, um, 
but to keep track of, I mean, a, a script supervisor's job is continuity to make sure like if the person was drinking a glass and the first cut and where, you know, just to make sure everything matches mm-hmm. and to correct the dialogue too, but it's a complicated job. Uh, you know, it's, it's right up there with AD, but not quite. But anyway, as far as difficulty, but in numbers of hours put in, but it's just too much because you really have to just be focused on the script or working with the actors and you're trying to do your notes in between shots. So you really can't go to the actor's dressing room. I mean, it's very, very difficult. Mm -hmm. So the idea of bringing in someone just for that was essential. Mm -hmm. And I think that made a huge difference and and the right person made the huge difference. And there you go. Yeah, it was, uh, I kept going through script supervisors, as you noticed. Yes. It seemed like there was a new one every episode. Oh my goodness, that was it was yeah. It really did seem that way. You're right. It there was always. So we had a, an editor that was wanted what she wanted, and I mean, you had to adapt to a lot of people. Right. Whew. Man, they ran a tight ship over there. Wow, wow. That's what made it so great, though. You know, that's what made it great. Um, but I think it was really. Did you? Personally, do you think it was a budgeting issue? Like if there was a larger budget for the show, a lot of these problems wouldn't uh, rear their ugly heads. No, I don't think so. You don't think it was a budgeting problem? It was just the demands placed on the crew and the cast because of the density of the dialogue. Long hours or what? Yeah. Or what? I mean, our budget, we, because... You know, shooting long hours. I've told people for years this. You know, you don't gain anything. You're into triple gold time or something. It's not. It's not um, cost saving to shoot such long hours. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going. Your overtime budget is. You know, you'll be lucky to. Right. You know, be at all in the black. Every episode being the red. I mean, it, it, that isn't a good way to shoot. Let alone for safety for every everybody's your, your brain dead. I mean, how you remember your lines at four a.m. after work. It's crazy. So that's not a wise thing. But I don't remember really budget constraints. Amy pretty much had a free reign. What Amy wanted, Amy got pretty much. Right. And so I don't remember like, oh my goodness, we can't have a crane here. If she wanted a crane, we got a crane. You yeah, know, we just, yeah we did have the stuff, didn't we? Um, yeah, I, it's just the density, the, the length of the scripts, the eighty-page scripts, where normal hour is what sixty, fifty-five. The scripts were 80 pages and it was nothing but dialogue. I mean, it was, it was, you know, 20, 20 to 20 to 25% bigger uh, in uh, longer in pages, but maybe 50% to 70% in just sheer amount of words. Um, right. But you have to realize you're also going, uh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking so quickly, and, mm-hmm. and a lot of shows are like, I mean, I think with all the good directors I've worked with, their most common direction, even the most, the biggest directors is, what do you think? And on our show? No, on any show, and especially even on big shows. Most common direction from, and, all, and some directors who are very, very famous, it was really their only direction. Probably faster, funnier. Faster, just faster. Yeah, it's all, yeah. It Faster, faster. Yeah, TV TV doesn't allow much time to indulge in anything. Yeah. Well, no, just to speak them faster. Right. You know, like if you have a if you see a show that's directed by an actor, actors indulge themselves much more because he's an actor. But most directors want an actor to speed it up and not be like, and then I fell. <laughs> they want to go. And then I go, but you know, they don't want that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
uh, pity the poor directress that would come up and give you line readings. You know, it's like, wow. <laughs> but it, hap- it happens. Sometimes it has to happen, but it's, it's kind of. Oh, a line reading? Yeah. Oh, no, not good. Yeah, not good. Ah, uh, summer, the best time of the year. Usually it doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices and vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts. But what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag? What if there's another way? With IKEA, your plants can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really, any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you ready for rapid fire? One thing about the rapid fire, 
you have to realize that um, everybody who worked on the show, not, I mean, as crew or whatever, not just the cast, but if you, I speak very quickly, as you probably noticed, Amy loves that. If I would bring someone on for a job, it's just, oh my God, they just talk so slowly. And you'd only get Amy sometimes like, okay, Amy, so what do you think? Blah, blah, blah. I'd have to go that quickly to get whatever I was going to grab while she's walking to the bathroom or something, you know? <laughs> and so you have to speak very quickly, which I just normally do. I had two older sisters. So to get anything in at dinner, I'd be like, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so Hopefully, I'll have answers as quickly. You're, you're, you're going to do fine. Okay, ready? Are these the same questions for everybody? I can't reveal that. Well, I've never seen your show, so I have no idea. It's not well, do here we go. Fasten your seatbelt. Here we go. How do, you, how do you take your coffee? I don't drink coffee. How, sorry. Can you smell snow? Oh, yeah. I come from Wisconsin. There hey. you go. There you go. Can, are you Team Logan, Jess, or Dean? We answered that already. It's Team All of them. Team All of them. Uh, who's the daddy? I don't care. It's Luke. <laughs> wow. No, probably Matt. I don't know. That'll be like the Channel J version that they run at, at 1 a.m. <laughs> okay. Uh, best memory of Gilmore Girls? Oh, my God. Just our laughing, you know? It was It's just it was the best. And the scripts. Opening the script for the first time I'm reading it and going, Whoa, great. And how the heck am I going to shoot this? <laughs> uh, show you're binge watching right now. I don't watch TV. I'm a documentary girl. Cast sorry. Guess I'm sorry. Cast member you texted most recently. I haven't. George and I keep in touch all the time. Oh, he was a cast member. He did. He played parts. But I really haven't. I don't think we've seen each other for like 16 years or something. I don't know. I mean, it, I, I haven't really kept in contact. Well, I, I, I renewed contact with the winter, spring, summer, fall, you know, you know, with Lauren and with Alexis. And, but um, oh, wait, I was up in Canada. I, 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 I was mean, up in I, Toronto a couple of years ago at that oh, fan yeah, fest. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Fan festival. But it was I such forgot. a whirlwind. I didn't really get to see anybody. Yeah. And the fan festivals, it's very close. It's wonderful. Right. All the all the wonderful cast members. And I'm blanking who I hang out well, I hang out with George in those, but right. um I, br know, I brought George on stage with me. the fan festivals, yeah. Amy, from Liz to, you know, Emily, all of them, you know, everybody that's there. I I obviously share wonderful things with. But I don't text them. I'm not a great texter. I'm learning because that's all the younger generation does, and I've got lots of younger generations. Carla, absolute pleasure to talk to you. And we'll talk to you again. Uh, this, was, this was fun. It was really fun. fun. I had a great time. I, I love talking about the Gilmore Girls, yeah. and it really is. That's why I love the fan festivals. I'm like, yeah, I'm there. I'll go whatever. It's yeah. fine with me. And I just, you know, I'm watching the shows for the first time, and they're so good. They're, They're so, so good. good. It's blowing my I mean, you know, mind. When you ask next time, what is the show that I've been watching? I'll say, oh my gosh. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many people that I've run into in Malibu even. Right. And go, you know what I did during COVID? I'm like, no, what? And they go, I binge watched Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they want to feel good. I have fans that tell me they've watched at least one episode a day right. to this day, right. every day. Yes. I'm like, whoa. Okay. But my husband was so funny because he's a wonderful actor. He's an amazing artist, but he, he would always joke with me because, so what's the line 
this week? Does Lorelai get a new refrigerator? <laughs> you know, you have to realize that, you know, they weren't like heavy duty, although right. they were. Right. But, you know, it was kind of funny that, you know, there'd be something that was because it was life. You know, I worked with Tom Hanks on The Burbs, and, and um, I think it was one of the first films I was the uh, first on. And um, he just always did something in a gesture or whatever that was so true to life. You know, it was like, that's that's what makes it. Mm-hmm. You know, it just really is. It's just getting that tr- everyone can relate to quality. Like, yeah. And then that's Gilmore Girls, yeah. too. And that yeah. really is. And all the wonderful actors and acting. Very special, very special uh, little world that was. Um, God, I wonder if they're going to do more. I wonder, I wonder, wonder if Netflix is. Really tough. Oh, by the way, the other thing that I said to my younger daughter, who's now like, poof, she just shot Batman. She's like all over. But she was just this avid reader. She went to Vassar and she read all the time. So Dan and I would, you know, Rory reading all the books and he goes, so what writing reading now? And I would, you know, and we'd have all this stuff that, you know, we could plug in because she was worried. That's who she was, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, amazing. They're going to do amazing. more. I, I have no idea. I'm sure everyone would love it, but you know, maybe, you know, just a, a an hour, two hour movie. I don't know. Maybe it's just so hard to get everybody together. Yeah, you know what? You just, we should do another season. Uh-huh. Why not? Sure. The Netflix thing was fun. I won't know? be. I'm too old. <laughs> I just celebrated my 70th birthday. Get so. out of here. Oh, no way. Yeah. Are you serious? Wow. <laughs> my God. Well, um, listen, thank you so much for your time. I know, I know you, uh, you're out there in Malibu. You probably want to hit the surf. Uh, yeah, that's where I'm going next. You guys, yeah. you know what I'm actually doing next? You will not believe it. Tell me. I have to go down and say goodbye to my wonderful UPS man as a surprise because he's retiring. Oh, and that's nice. He just was the best. So that's where I'm going. Wow. <laughs> Malibu, a little bit like Stars Hollow with a beach. Uh, yeah. huh? And I'm taking my two and a half year old granddaughter, Leighton Phoenix, who was born after the horrific, another story, Woolsey fires that destroyed my neighborhood. My husband and I stayed and fought the fire and saved our home. And um, But every during COVID, I'm taking her out, walking her around the neighborhood. And nobody's here. But the UPS man would come by and like, hey. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to go. That's why I said I had an appointment. They're really important things these times. They, they, they are. They are. <laughs> Carla, you definitely get best chair award. I love that oh, fabric. Nice. You should see the room I'm in. Oh, Sometime. I will, if you check out Lee McCloskey. Um, L-E-I-G-H McCloskey.com or his I will. page Lee J. McCloskey. I'm sitting in a room that you will friggin' not believe. Every, it was amazing. the most amazing, mind-blowing thing. And we have events before COVID and after, well, not after uh, uh, Gilmore Girls because I did other shows. But when I retired, we started having events at our home. I would have four or five events in my home open to the public every week. People thought I was nuts. Mm. But people, because... Is that is Lee your husband? Yeah. He's gorgeous. I know. He, He's I was like, oh my God, what in the world? He was on Dallas. He's, He's like a movie star. Yes, yes. I'm like, well, he's what an amazing actor and has a huge resume and blah blah blah. The picture that comes up 
is that's him he's gorgeous and he always has oh my god everyone listening needs to i met him my first day in the business my very first day as an assistant director trainee and he was the star of the show (laughs) how long have you been married 45 years i think i mean we've been together amazing we married wow everybody listening needs to do this and we're not google right now And we have an amazing family. That's I mean the better part. An amazing home, an amazing garden. I'm I'm blessed every day. I'm like thank you, thank you. Oh I my God, what in my the book. world? Oh. This guy is a legit babe. Wow. <laughs> no, he is. He is. But you can see his talent. I mean, he's brilliant. Absolutely. Yeah, this brilliant. is super cool. The colors are incredible. It's amazing. So, oh Carla, we can't wait to have you back. Thank you so much. That's good. Thank you, Carla. Good catching up. Good to see you. Thanks for your time. Don't forget, follow us on Instagram at I am all in podcast and email us at Gilmore at iHeartRadio.com. Oh, you Gilmore fans, if you're looking for the best cup of coffee in the world, go to my website for my company, ScottyP.com, S-C-O-T-T-Y-P.com, ScottyP.com, grade one specialty coffee. Ah, summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, They have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. 